Coming up on Philosophy Talk, what is gender? It's an oppressive system that sorts people into pink and blue boxes. We should get rid of it. No, it's an important part of people's identities. We should celebrate it. So you want us to sort ourselves into pink and blue boxes? We can have as many colors of boxes as we want. Sure, a polo shirt to prom. Well, let's just her gender performance. It's different from her sexual orientation. I'm sorry, but I don't get it. Well, gender is no, constructive. thank you. That much I understand. What makes you a woman, or a man, or both, or neither? Can a cocktail be girly? Can a cocktail be masculine? Calm down, it's just a drink. Our guest is my co-host, Ray Briggs, co-author of What Even Is Gender? There's a lot of genders going on, and some people get a little bit confused. Coming up on Philosophy Talk. How important is gender to your sense of who you are? What makes you a woman, or a man, or neither? And who gets to decide? Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything... Except your intelligence. I'm Josh Landy. And I'm Blakey Vermeule, sitting in for Ray Briggs. We're coming to you from the studios of KALW San Francisco Bay Area. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus, where Blakey and I teach in the Philosophy and Literature program. Today we're asking, what is gender? Ray's actually going to be joining us as our guest in a moment. They've got a brand new book called What Even Is Gender? So thanks once again for sitting in as host, Blakey. My pleasure. It's fun to be back. Okay, so Blakey, what is gender? I'll tell you what gender is. It's an oppressive system designed to keep women down. People go around saying girls are made of sugar and spice and boys are made of snips and snails and pretty soon you're making 80 cents on the dollar. Okay, but surely there's another side to gender as well. I mean, for a lot of people, it's an important part of their sense of self. They identify as a woman, as a man, as non-binary, and that helps them live the life they want to live. But how can it be important to your sense of self to make 80 cents on the dollar? Well, you don't have to endorse all the discrimination. I mean, you can identify as a woman and be a feminist. You, you can be out there marching for equal pay as a woman. But I've seen you out there at the Women's March, Josh, and, and you identify as, as a bloke, to use that British word you like so much. Yeah. OK, guilty as charged. I do identify as bloke or occasionally as laddie if I'm leaning into my Scottish side. Right. So look at you, Mr. Laddie, going on marches for equal rights. You clearly care about fairness, not gender. You don't need a theory of gender to care about justice. Okay, but justice isn't the only reason people care about things. You know that great Emma Goldman line, if I can't dance, I don't want to be part of your revolution? I just think the world's a more beautiful place because people are different and get to express their differences. Isn't gender part of that? Au contraire, Pierre. Gender is a prison. As soon as you're born, they stamp it on a piece of paper, then it's on your passport... Then it's on your medical card. It determines where you can go and what you can do and, in many parts of the world, who you can marry. Every time we obsess about gender, we're making the bars of the prison just a little bit stronger. Well, I just don't think it's as much of a prison as it used to be. These days, it's easier than ever to change your gender. And many people are signing up to do that, which just goes to show how important and affirming the concept of gender can be. What are you talking about? You're just moving from one cell to another. Even if you change gender, you're still leaving the system in 
place. Well, even if that's true, Blakey, I, I don't get why this particular prison feels like the one to knock down first. I mean, yeah, sexism is bad, but isn't racism bad too? And, and ableism and our, our treatment of other animals? What's so special about gender? But you're the one who's been saying how special it is, that it's a delightful part of our identity, that it makes the world a beautiful place, and all that stuff about dancing in the revolution. I just don't understand why we care so much about our gender. Why wouldn't we care? Isn't it a central part of who we are? But is it, though? You, you clearly think it's an essential property, but, but why? We don't usually think of our hair color as making us the special person we are or the fact that we're five feet nine or which hand we used to write with. So why do we think that about gender? Well, I'm not sure I have a good answer for you, but I've, a lot of people feel the same way. That's true. For better or worse, people of all ages are starting to question their definitions of gender. So we sent our roving philosophical reporter, Holly J. McDeed, to find out what theories teenagers have been exploring. She files this report. While a senior at Oakland School for the Arts in California, Cassidy Canner Gomes helped produce TBH, a podcast by, about, and for teenagers. Cassidy reported on how young people started thinking a lot about gender when they were stuck at home during the pandemic lockdowns. This is an excerpt from that piece about celebrating the freedom of queer identity. My friends and I spend a lot of time on YouTube. It's where I found much more in-depth discussions on topics such as gender and sexuality and learned more about feminist and queer theory. I absolutely love reading, but YouTube has been the place where I can see other people's thoughts on different theories. And it's often much more engaging and interactive. I think when we have these rigid ideas of gender and we don't acknowledge that it is a cage that most of us are just put into, Videos like these have helped me solidify my ideas on gender and have shown me new perspectives. Gender stereotypes are ingrained in us from the beginning, like long hair and makeup are for girls, short hair and sports are for boys. I've always found it difficult to fully break free from the centuries-old roles our culture assigns us. Even some of my wardrobe is based on the queer aesthetics I see on the internet. To embrace my gender identity outside of the binary, I've started to wear clothing styles deemed queer by my peers, such as baggy pants, bright colors, and flannels. I also started experimenting with my hair and makeup as a way to signal queerness to others. In a recent video entitled, What is Gender? One of my favorite YouTube hosts, Abigail Thorne, says the internet has become its own culture. In fact, as new social systems are created online, it's perhaps not surprising that we see some gender identities emerging that under different systems would be interpreted differently or actively sidelined. The internet is a virtual space that connects like-minded people in the outside world. And University of Arizona professor Dr. Russ Toomey is an expert in family studies and human development. They study queer youth like my friends and I and how we connect with each other online. Toomey, along with colleagues, surveyed hundreds of trans and non-binary young people on their pandemic experience. They found that the revelations my peers and I had were pretty common. Because of time, just like that essence of time and time spent alone during isolation, during quarantine, during stay-at-home orders, for people to have to reflect on who they are. Tumi says perhaps the pandemic simply accelerated explorations into identity that were already happening. Many young people talked about being able to do this 
in a more safe way when they weren't with their peers at school. Their cisgender, heterosexual peers that may be more likely to engage in bias or victimization or things like that. That was certainly true for myself and my friends. My friend and fellow classmate Daisha, who we heard from earlier, says watching others on the internet sparked conversations with their own family. It spurred them to Zoom with a cousin who was going through something similar. And talked about, like, family and gender. How our family isn't, like, the greatest when it comes to that. Talking to him kind of helped me, like, figure that out. Because before that, I never really, like, knew an older person that was this, especially, like, one in my family, especially one that was Black. Um, so it was, whoa, I can do this. That's crazy. For my friends and I, the pandemic cracked open our sense of selves, and rethinking gender was a big part of that. That was student reporter Cassidy Canner Gomes. You can hear the full segment on the podcast TBH from KALW. It was edited by Sarah Lai Sterland. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Holly J. McDeed. Want to hear more? You can find the complete episode on iTunes Music. Or for unlimited listening, become a subscriber at philosophytalk.org.